Welcome to Watchmen on the Wall, a daily outreach of Southwest Radio Ministries and SWRC.com. Today, Josh Davis concludes his look at the fake Jesuses, and he'll point us to powerful scriptures which guide us to the genuine Jesus. Our next Clarity to the Chaos Conference is only one week away, March 3rd and 4th at Boone's Creek Bible Church in Johnson City, Tennessee. Come hear insightful presentations from Dr. Greg Patton, Dr. Kenneth Hill, Micah Van Huss, Josh Davis, Dr. Scott Stripling, Dr. Ken Copley, and Dr. Lonnie Shipman. Registration is open and space is filling up fast. Reserve your seat today by visiting the events page of our website, swrc.com, or simply call 1-800-652-1144. And for our West Coast friends, we'll be with you for a special one-day conference Saturday, March 11th in Upland, California. Get the details on all the conferences on the calendar by visiting swrc.com and click on Events. Josh Davis returns now, continuing to show us how to expose the counterfeit Jesuses and revealing the authentic Jesus. We're back with Josh Davis. He is the staff evangelist for Southwest Radio Church, and he has written a new book that we've been discussing. It's titled, Fake Jesus. You know, friends, in the Olivet Discourse, Jesus tells us that there will be many false prophets who will be very successful. They will deceive many. And because sin and evil will increase, just like we see it today, many will turn away from the faith. And so, a program like this that speaks about Jesus, speaks about the false Christ and the false messiahs is really, really important because You know, the trumpet could sound any day. Jesus could come at any moment. Will you be left behind? That's the real issue. And the real issue is this. Do you have Jesus in your heart? Is he your Lord and Savior? There's plenty of information down from the annals of history and in the Bible. There are a number of great apologists who have dealt with so many of these questions. I don't see how anybody can doubt the reality of Jesus Christ. Like we spoke about in the last program, Nobody doubts George Washington or, or uh, Julius Caesar or Alexander the Great. Why, why are they doubting Jesus? Well, it's not the evidence. It's because people love their sin. They love evil. They're glued to it. They can't break free. But Jesus wants to set you free. And this book will give you all the information that you need to be an effective witness. Josh, so good to uh, have uh, you back on the show. Thank you, Pastor Larry, and once again, it is my privilege and my joy to get to be with you today. Well, Josh, in the second half of the book, you ask, what kind of God is Jesus? And then you present some common versions of fake Jesuses. So let's briefly discuss these fake Jesuses. How do we treat Jesus like uh, like a Santa Claus, for example? Your chapter 6 deals with that. Yes, and the second half of the book, I, I take a much more personal tone and begin to share my story of how I encountered a lot of these fake Jesuses in my own life and dealt with the consequences of them and how God began to break down those fake Jesuses in my heart and in my life and to bring me into a, re- a reality and understanding 
of the genuine Jesus, the authentic Jesus. And really, this whole book was born out of prayer as I began to pray that God would do this in the lives of many other people. But one of the first fake Jesuses that were destroyed in my Christian life was this Santa Claus fake Jesus. Now, I say in my Christian life because the first part of the book deals with, is Jesus God? And once we have come face to face with that fact and we have received Him as God and believed in Him as our Savior, yet that doesn't dismiss us from falling for other fake Jesuses that may come into our thinking. It's misconceptions of Jesus. So basically, the Santa Claus fake Jesus, as a young man, 18 years old in high school, a senior in high school, we were given an assignment to write down what our life would look like 10 years into the future. So by the time I was 28, I thought I knew exactly where my life was headed as an 18-year-old. I was going to go to pharmacy school. I would be a pharmacist working in retail pharmacy. I would probably be married, maybe have a kid or two by the time I'm 28 years old. And I would be living the American dream. I would have the big house and the brand new cars and the vacations and plenty of money and plenty of uh, health and wealth and prosperity and everything that money can afford. And that's what I set out to do. I was active in church. I was still doing the quote-unquote good Christian things. But Jesus really was not the central focus of my life. And so my prayers were more like of a Christmas wish list. Okay, God, this is my plan for my future and how I want my life to work out now here it is, and, and you make it happen. I may not have been quite that blunt as an 18-year-old. I would have probably used a lot more pious language, church-sounding <laughs> right. language. But in reality, that was where my heart was. And Jesus had to shatter my Santa Claus fake Jesus. And it happened through college. I was working in a pharmacy part-time and going to school as well. And I share the whole story in the book. I'm not going to take the time to do so today. But basically, over a process of time, Jesus had to tear down that fake version of Jesus. And it's similar to what happens in John chapter 11 with Mary and Martha and Lazarus. Jesus promises them this sickness is not unto death, and yet Lazarus dies. What's going on there? What is Jesus doing? He's tearing down a misconception of himself. And he was doing the same thing in my life with this fake Santa Claus Jesus. And to be honest, it was a, a painful process. But slowly and patiently and persistently, Jesus took me through the process of tearing down these misunderstandings. And he didn't leave me there in brokenness. But he came to me and he replaced those things with his real authentic self. And so as I trusted myself into his much more than capable hands, he guided my life according to his plan. And you know, Pastor Larry, I've wondered, what would my life really be like if God was like a Santa Claus? You know, I would be working in pharmacy. I would have the American dream, but I would have never met or married my wife. 
I would certainly not be talking to you on this radio program. The book, Fake Jesus, that God allowed me to write would never be a reality. And if I got what I wanted, none of these things would happen. I would not be in the ministry. I would not be a preacher. I would not be sharing the good news of Jesus with everyone and anyone that I could. I would not have enjoyed a lot of the rich spiritual blessings that I have in my years of ministry. But even worse than all of that, I would not know the genuine Jesus at all. And so I can thank God today for tearing down the fake Jesuses that were in my life and in my heart and removing these things because they needed to be destroyed. Well, we can all look at our past. And I know as you were speaking, I I was thinking of my past. Uh, I I wanted to be a game warden of all things. I like to hunt and fish. And I said, boy, this would really be good if I could you know, get all the poachers and bad guys and we wouldn't be losing so many deer and fish and so forth. And I wanted to be a state trooper and I was a state trooper for a little bit. And, but when I got saved, it changed my life. It really did. He is the, um, the one who, who transforms. And now I've, I've had more excitement, <laughs> more adventure, more than I can handle. And I'm, will be 82 and I'm uh, just having so much fun and so much excitement, uh, pastoring and traveling. And, uh, you know, a lot of times young people say, well, I'll, I'll wait until I get old to become a Christian because the Christian life is, you know, it's just kind of dull. It's kind of boring, you know, and they yawn. No, not at all. <laughs> the real Jesus will, will take you for a ride. That's, that's so exciting. But how about those who fall for the business partner, fake Jesus? What is the business partner, fake Jesus, like? The business partner, Fake Jesus, is very closely related to the Santa Claus, Fake Jesus. I believe with the Santa Claus, Fake Jesus, we are more prone to doubt God's ability, whereas with the business partner, Fake Jesus, we're more prone to doubt his goodness. We're more prone to doubt his love. You know, many people try to bargain with Jesus, and it's this kind of conditional statements, if I obey you, then you ought to bless my life. Or Jesus, I will, and you can fill in the blank. I promise I will go to church more if you answer this prayer for me. And when we bargain with Jesus like that, we're revealing, uh, it's, and it reveals itself in many ways in our lives. Sometimes it comes out in very intense anger with Jesus. Jesus, I've been living for you. I've been active in church. I've been giving money in the offering plate. I've been serving in Sunday school. And we can go down the line of all the things that we have done to quote-unquote earn brownie points with God. And we become angry when we feel like God isn't holding up His end of the, the bargain as if there is some kind of bargain to be had. And sometimes it comes out in a fierce competition. Uh, We see this in the life of the disciples. Before the resurrection, they are constantly elbowing each other, even at the Last Supper, which I heard a preacher say should be called the First Supper because that's not going to be the last one. We know there's coming another special supper in the future as well. But even right there in that scene before the cross, the Gospel of Luke tells us Jesus was looking so forward to enjoying this with the, his disciples. 
and yet it devolves into a, a shouting match and elbowing each other. And James and John and their mother uh, begin to say, oh, put them on the right, put him on the left. And they're elbowing each other. They're jockeying for position. So this can bleed into our New Testament Christianity. Even among churches, there can be intense rivalry and competition between pastors. And so none of us are immune to this fake Jesus that we can fall into. Sometimes this uh, concept works itself out when we are stuck in a waiting period and we're saying, you know, God, uh, I've got gifts, I've got abilities, I've got talents. Why won't you open a door for me to use this? Why did you give me this gift if you're not going to give me an opportunity? You know, for a, a short period of time in my life, that's where I was. As I graduated seminary and I began to feel a weight of responsibility, man, I've got to do something with this degree. And I felt like the doors and the windows and everything else were staying shut. But yet God was showing me that I needed to change on the inside. My spiritual life needed to change. So God always does a deep work in us before he will ever do a great work through us. And I've seen that truth play out time and time again in my life. God doesn't owe us anything. You look at the scripture, it says that he that spared not his own son, but is always also freely given with him everything. He has given us the very best of himself. He doesn't owe us anything else. And so this is the business partner, fake Jesus, and how we can often fall for him. Well, you know, we, um, we think uh, quite often that sometimes Jesus is maybe watching our every move from heaven. He's got his arms crossed. He's just waiting to clobber us when we get out of line. In fact, there was a, a time in my life, I'm an ex-Roman Catholic, and uh, I was really, I, I, never, I was never saved, never heard the gospel, but I knew that God was, was real. And I knew that I was a sinner, and I knew that the sacraments were not doing anything for me. I went to confession, and I had these long, long confessions, and I would hear the priest sigh and rustle his feathers a little bit, and when is this guy going to get done with, with all of that? And, but, but I never had peace, and this is, you know, I figured one of these days God is going to clobber me. Uh, Jesus is going to clobber me. Is, what about that Jesus that you mentioned in chapter 8? Right. Well, I didn't grow up in the Roman Catholic Church, but I certainly did fall for the same kind of thing with what I call the guilt trip fake Jesus. And this yeah. is a fake Jesus that's really rooted in fear. And those who are falling prey to this fake version of Jesus view Jesus, as you described, Pastor Larry, judgmentally watching over us, anticipating that we're going to step out of bounds so that he can bring swift punishment against us at any moment. And we are consumed with guilt when we're living in this mindset. And we also falsely assume that God is constantly disappointed in us. Like We're trying to earn his love as if it could be earned in any way, shape, or form. And Scripture tells us that there is no way that we can ever earn more of His love. So this view of God is that God is angry. 
God is domineering. God is an authoritarian dictator of sorts that you must constantly please or else. And as you can imagine, there's very little emphasis on a love-based relationship with God under this. It all becomes a performance-based system of good works. Just do the good things, the right things, avoid the bad things. And so instead of focusing on developing a relationship with God and with Jesus, we are focused on, well, I'm going to check the box on my Bible reading study. I said a prayer over my food today. You know, as a kid, we would say that God is great, God is good, let us thank Him for food, by His hands we shall be fed, give us Lord a daily bread, amen. You know, I said all that in one breath, and uh, I was not trying to connect with God in that prayer. I was trying to say a, a token prayer as fast as I could so that I could move on to diving into that delicious plate of food right in front of me. And I, I was just fulfilling a religious obligation to please uh, this authoritarian dictator God or else he's going to give me a tummy ache or something like that, I guess I thought in my <laughs> elementary school mind. But we know that's not who God is. And there's a, a subtle shift from a relationship based in love to what we're talking about here, and the essence of what I'm describing can be summed up in one word, and that is legalism. It shifts the focus from God to people. In a very subtle way, we do not focus on God, but we focus on people and what people think and how we're pleasing other people, especially religious authority figures of any kind, perhaps even our parents. Uh, fulfill that role in our lives. And so under this system, our life is being guided by man's rules instead of by God's word and God's grace. And it leads us into bondage instead of into true liberty. And it's a lifestyle that's motivated by fear instead of love. Too many people are motivated by fear. Even Christian people who are going to churches every time the doors are open, they're living and walking in fear instead of in love. Fear is a powerful motivator, but I believe that fear is the wrong motivator. Now, I, I do understand there is a proper fear of God. The fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. That's talking about a healthy respect. The kind of fear I'm talking about is a fear that God is going to whack us over the head at any moment in that kind of a system. And at, at its basics, this is a works-based religious system. It is not by faith. It is not by grace. But it is by our works that we're trying to earn favor with God. Scripture has so much to say about this, and I really unpack a lot of this in the book so that people will understand these scriptures and understand the true nature of who Jesus is. Well, you're, you're striking so many chords that I'm resonating with. I remember I, I kind of tried to, to, to please God in every way. And as a Catholic, there's a lot of ritual and things of that sort. And I realized that I was a complete failure. It's kind of a long story, but I met this Chinese pastor who uh, who said, uh, yeah, he said, you've got no hope. He said, he showed me Isaiah 64, 6, your best works are as filthy rags. And I said, that's me. I said, that's me. I've been trying so hard. And I know that God, it's like filthy rags. 
He said, you're hopeless. He says, you have no hope, but put your faith in Jesus. For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that none of yourself. It's the gift of God. Wow. That, that opened my mind. I said, is that real? Is that real? Then I ran back to my priest. And I told the priest what the Protestant pastor had said. And the priest said, now, my son, do you, do you believe you can get to heaven just by trusting Jesus? I said, well, it says that in the Bible. <laughs> so, and, and grace, you know, is the most marvelous, marvelous truth of the Bible. I think we kind of mess it up and miss it all the time because it's so wonderful. We try to add, you know, sola, scriptura, fide, by faith alone. It's, it's done. Just receive it. Every other religion, as you know, Josh, says do. But the Bible says done. All we have to do is to receive his love and his grace. That leads to eternal life. Well, I've been doing more talking than you, but thank you so much. We're just uh, about out of time. Josh, you did a great job. I really enjoy um, interviewing you. Oh, thank you, Pastor Larry. It's really been my joy to get to explain the heart of fake Jesus, and I hope that people will pick up the book and so that they can be changed as I've been changed as well. Amen. Well, the book is by Josh Davis. It's uh, titled Fake Jesus, 1-800-652-1144. The complete two-day presentation on Fake Jesus by Josh Davis is available on CD. Simply call 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. Josh Davis' brand new book entitled Fake Jesus will expose the counterfeit and reveal the authentic. This book serves as a guide to help us navigate common misconceptions of Jesus. In the book Fake Jesus, you'll discover, is Jesus God? What kind of God is he? You'll also learn how to avoid falling for a fake Jesus and how to discover the authentic Jesus. Josh Davis shares his personal struggles with fake Jesuses to help you and I avoid the counterfeits in our journey. He points us to powerful scriptures which guide us to the genuine Jesus. This journey transformed Josh's life and will transform yours too as you walk with the authentic Jesus. Order the book, Fake Jesus Today when you call 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. Or order on our website, swrc.com. This book will show you, my friends, how to enjoy a thriving relationship with the authentic Jesus. Fake Jesus, the brand new book by Josh Davis, is available today when you visit swrc.com or simply call 1-800-652-1144. Let's return to the studio and join Greg Patton and Ken Copley as they present another look at the invisible war on the saints that is taking place all around us. Invisible War on the Saints at Southwest Radio Church. I'm Dr. Greg Patton along with uh, Dr. Ken Copley, and we're excited with his new book available here at Southwest Radio Church, called The Great Deceiver. What was the idea behind this? 
I wrote this book because I saw a great lacking in conservative Christianity, and that lacking is an understanding scripturally of the work and uh, purposes of the enemy in the lives of Christians and the lives of those in our world today. People were coming to me with problems that only could be traced back to lies the enemy had implanted in their hearts. And because of that, they would live in torment. They would believe uh, unbelievable things, and what you believe in your heart drives your life. I'll give you an example. There was a woman that came to me, and she was highly suicidal. And her husband and I stayed up all night with her to keep her from killing herself, And the next morning, we were able to get her into a local hospital where they got her calmed down and um, somewhat medicated. And then uh, several days later, she came back to me and sat down and began to share her story with me. And the story was this. When she grew up, her father was deep into pornography. He used to walk into her room while she was dressing, and he would mock her body. And he would show her a picture of a centerfold and say, this is what a real woman looks like. You're not a real woman. As she grew up, she worked uh, with that inferiority digging deep into her heart and the feelings of inadequacy and God had let her down and uh, she got married and her first husband was an adulteress and into pornography like her father was, and after a couple of years, she divorced him, said, I don't want anything to do with men again. But several years later, a man came into her life, seemed to be different, seemed to walk with the Lord. He was a churchgoer. And so they got married and had four kids. And then she discovered in the basement that he had pornographic material. Hmm. And that's what brought about the suicidal thoughts and desires. And she was frantic to kill herself. Now, as we were able to pray, and I would pray like this, Lord, bring to my sister's conscious mind that lie that Satan is using in her life right now. And she would look at me and say, Dr. Copley, God did not create me like I should have been created. I am inferior. And I said, Lord, according to your scriptures, what's the truth? And he would bring to mind your fearfully and wonderfully made. He would bring to mind that what God doeth is good. And uh, as we went on and on and on, we had to come down to, uh, Lord, what's Satan using in this sister's life? And he would say, she's bitter toward her father. And that's a huge issue Mm -hmm. because he had done a whole lot of things that uh, warranted bitterness from a humanistic standpoint. So what she did is forgave her father, cried out to God, allow allow me to forgive him. Uh, She would say, I turn him over to you, to your wise judgment. I let him go, Father. Uh, You take care of him. You do what you want in my dad's life. I hold him not responsible for me, but uh, to you, Lord, and I let him go. Josh Davis's brand new book, Fake Jesus will expose the counterfeit and reveal the authentic. Order Fake Jesus today when you call 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. 
1-800-242-1144. Lord willing, we'll be back here Monday, ready to once again bring clarity to the chaos. Don't miss a moment of Watchmen on the Wall. Download our SWRC mobile app or subscribe to our daily Watchmen on the Wall podcast. Head into the weekend with the encouragement, my friends, that God is still on the throne and prayer changes things. Watchmen on the Wall is a production of Southwest Radio Ministries and is supported by faithful listeners like you. Visit swrc.com.